Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the GBA Temps number one podcast. That's right. This is the Tempcast. We are the GBA Temp podcast. If you really think about it, there's no there's no GBA Temps <laughs> official podcast other than the Tempcast, right? There's there's not like the Tempcast and the GBA Temp podcast. So we are basically the official podcast, right? Yeah. And uh, right now, I am so dedicated to recording this podcast, just so you guys know. There's literally an air raid alert going on. I should be in a basement or a bomb shelter right now. But instead, I'm recording a podcast with my friend Stephen Lobby. Yeah. Thank you. I just, I feel like you're trying to show me up from that time that I continued recording a podcast while my house was flooding. This feels like a cheap game of one-upmanship. Well, well, the thing is, your house was literally in danger, and so was your life. Like, imagine if some of the electrical stuff went haywire and just shorted with the water, and your feet were, like, in the water, and, dude, you'd be dead. That would be would insane. Be. Yeah. That would be fucked up. But, like, a cruise Nothing missile... compared to your situation. <laughs> no, like, a cruise missile doesn't have to necessarily hit my house. That's true. But they could. They could just shoot a cruise missile at my house, uh, the Russians, I mean, uh, for my anti-Russian position on the internet. <laughs> I like that you clarified that it was the Russians, as if it was, like, related to the podcast, like, gamerpros.co.shadow cruise missile at your house. Or that mentally ill guy who has been nonstop creating, like, 20 accounts a day on GBA Temp. Oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, that actually... That's insane that what he's doing he's literally mentally ill like we're not we're not trying to you know degrade him in some way no this guy is insane he is out of his mind if you saw the things that i saw like every day i just wake up oh 20 new accounts okay spam button you see the like, dude on twitter that's been tagging like bill gates asking to get us taken off the internet or something <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, well, it's funny. He's tagging Bill Gates because he's actually, he actually owns Microsoft, Twitter, Google, like this is things that he legitimately thinks he legitimately thinks he owns GBA temp. It's very scary. I wish Bill Gates owned us. <laughs> We'd be a lot better funded. Don't do crack kids. Don't do acid. Don't do those Joe Rogan drugs guys. Uh, <laughs> here at the Tempcast, we actually don't advocate for drugs. We're uh, straight edge guys. Uh, very straight edges on this podcast. You know what else has straight edges? Good Nintendo DS emulators. That's right, because Ooh. when they have 3D models in them, since the DS runs at a resolution of like something stupid, like 100 by 200 pixels, it's like very low res when you emulate it. And there's like these 3D models, but they're all pixelated, right? Mm. But some DS emulators, such as uh, the Drastic DS emulator, and I think Melon DS, they have this, this function where it's not necessarily an upscale, it just uh, renders polygons at a higher resolution. And so the, the, the edges aren't jagged. They're actually straight. This is actually a pretty cool segue I invented. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good work. Thanks. Pat yourself on the back. Play the clapping uh, sound. <laughs> good work, Alan Chen. Okay. And so have you, what's your favorite uh, Nintendo DS emulator, Steven? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't have one. I don't know. I didn't even know there were that many or what the difference is between them. DS emulators are some of my favorite emulators just for the drama that they create. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, DS emulators, I can't remember if it's Desmium or No Cash GBA. One of them, the creator just hates Pokemon. Just hates the <laughs> Pokemon games for the DS. And All right. absolutely refuses to make any bug fixes or patch fixes <laughs> to Pokemon games. <laughs> if you That's like hilarious. ask him, like, hey, there's a there's a glitch in Pokemon Pearl, like these textures doesn't load, he'd fing ban you from his website. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's I mean I'm gonna check this out. I don't remember if it's Destiny or No Cash GBA wait. Nintendo DS emulator creator hates Pokemon. <laughs> oh my god, I think it's wait. No, I don't want to add a bookmark. I want to find something in the webpage. Why why are those hotkeys right next to each other? God damn it. <laughs> I think it's Desmium. Really? Yeah. It's oh, Desmium okay. that has the developers that hate Pokemon. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so random. Anyways, we were going to talk about the Desmium new update. The new update. Yeah. Uh, so Desmium is a Nintendo DS emulator that you can use on your PC and I don't know if you can use it on the Mac. I don't know. Who cares? And basically, what's interesting about this update is the timing. Because the previous update, and I looked this up, came out in 2014. Or maybe it was 2015. Wait. No, it's 20, uh, 2015. Which isn't two years ago. Isn't three years ago. Not even five years ago. It was seven years ago. It's insane. <laughs> it is. It's it's it, it doesn't make sense how much time has passed from 2015. Have they said why they took a, such a long break or why they decided to come back? Uh no, it's just a new change log entry and that's it. Weird. And it, uh, it's funny how like how outdated Desmium has become. Like this was just necessary in order to keep it like as a viable competitor to not competitor because there's nobody really competing here. It's just right. Desmium. It's interesting. Like I'm reading and in red, it says Wi-Fi not emulated and not supported. We won't make a 3ds slash 2ds emulator. That's just, <laughs> the, Oh, that's the previous one. I'm sorry. That this was in 2015 and the, oh, okay. and the new release has the same thing. It's like, stop asking us for like Wi-Fi emulation. We're not going to do it. That's hilarious because no one, I doubt anyone's asking them anymore because they've been overtaken by other emulators, right? Like Melon DS and ones that get updates more frequently than every seven years. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically took himself out of obscurity to give people something so he could yell at them for <laughs> asking him for things that they weren't asking for. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, but there's still, there's like legitimately a new thing that they added. It's the 3D rendering uh the high uh, the high resolution 3d rendering oh, okay is that like do other emulators have equivalent yes things? yes yes oh, okay the funny thing is the first time 
that this was used like in DS emulation was on a fork of Desmium. Like a user on the Desmium forums figured out a way to just render 3D uh, at a higher mm -hmm. resolution on the DS using like a build of Desmium. Uh, I remember cool. reading that thread on GBA Temp actually. It was, uh, it was pretty cool like seeing, because DS games, they actually have really nice polygons and decent enough low poly texture work like yeah. low resolution texture work and like when you upscale that and you see past like the low resolution it actually looks pretty good like in the Mega Man games like in the uh I can't find the uh oh I found it like yeah some kind of Japanese games ha uh, have really high polygons and then like okay. the Pokemon games of course obviously on the DS <laughs> are like two and a half D and uh yeah those models look really nice uh, at a high resolution. Okay, so that's pretty cool. They finally added that like officially into that into the build. So that's nice. But is there anything here that would make people abandon more modern, more supported emulators? Or honestly, I don't I don't see reason to. Uh, I'm reading up on the thread and it's mostly just people saying, hey. This is cool. Not using it, though. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, unironically, the best emulator for the DS is an Android emulator called Drastic. Drastic DS. Yeah. You have to pay for it, but it's worth every penny if you wanted to play uh, DS games on your phone. It's really, really good. Okay. It has everything. It has like high scale uh, resolution and high resolution upscaling. No, high uh, high resolution 3D rendering. Jesus, I'm so sick right now. <laughs> it's yeah. So check out Drastic DS if you have a good uh, if you want to have a good DS emulation experience. And it's it, you have to pay for it. It's worth it. Trust me. It's one of those emulators that. Uh, are worth the money. Uh, also, check out Melon DS if you uh, if you don't have an Android phone, or even better, buy a 3DS and an R4 card. Yeah, yeah, just buy it. Just buy it. There's, there's <laughs> a ton of them. Um, it's a pretty good system. The Nintendo DS, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Don't you wish you could emulate newer consoles sometimes, though? Like, maybe consoles that are hard to find, like the PlayStation 5? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do. And uh, you know what? With all this war and stuff, I was like, damn, I'm never going to be able to get myself a PS5. I'm never going to be able to play Demon Souls. I was like really bummed out. And I just read this headline on GBA Temp that Kitty, K-Y-T-Y, a new PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 emulator has just released, which is great, which means I can just download uh, PS5 games, PS5 ROMs <laughs> from the no GBA work, right Temp. Out of the box. Yeah, and just, just play, just emulate on on my machine. That's a fraction of the power of a PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah! 
so happy. Thank you, Mr. Developer of the Kitty emulator, whoever you are. Uh, this is a new emulator on the scene. It's it's very interesting because right now we're we're starting to see these PlayStation Four po emulators pop up. Like previously, I think we talked on this podcast about two of them. Um, uh, we definitely talked about RPCS Four, which had the green line. Oh yeah, I remember the legendary that. green line. And then uh, there's another one called GPCS Four. Yeah, so GPCS Four actually received a couple of updates. Yeah. Like after we talked about it, and this is a new one on the scene, which is uh, the uh, the Kitty emulator, which is great. I mean, like the more the better. The more competition we have, like between this these guys, this is great. Yeah, of uh, course. It's very interesting that it's considered to be like both a PlayStation Four and a PlayStation Five emulator. Yeah, even though like they don't have like any anything to show for the playstation 5 emulation itself it's like it's just a it's just a thing that they added like yeah we could we, we could probably emulate <laughs> ps5 yeah I, I think I, I think that's definitely doable there's a couple of screenshots of some uh, playstation 4 games which um really it's, it's it's insane that this isn't like impressive like it, it's impressive but it's not like something that changes like whoa Look, right. it's Worms 3D, dude. <laughs> Jack and Daxter on PC, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything is, it, it's so far away from being able to do anything now. It can boot a very low number of games. There's, you know, they're not playable because there's constant glitches and crashes and freezes and the FPS is too low. Hey, Desmume, you know, it didn't start with that. So, no. Yeah. And it's worth pointing out. So this one is at that state. The GPCS4 one is in basically the same state. And that one has said that it's not meant to be a serious project. Whoever's doing it is, has said it's just like a learning project for them. So who knows if that'll even ever go anywhere. And RPCS4, I believe, is still just the green line, as far as I know. Well, do you need anything more than that? <laughs> I don't <Really>? think so. <laughs> like, have you ever played a PS4? It's pretty much the same experience. <laughs> Spider-Man PS4 is just basically a green line going from the left to the right. If you really think about it. If you think hard enough, all of life is just a green line going from point A to point B. What more can you ask for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of things don't work, like audio input, uh MPEG4 videos, no internet emulation, obviously, and multi-user, whatever that means. Um yeah, so there, there's there's that. It's written in C++. Oh, boy. I love That's that. Good. That's actually pretty yeah. good. Like, Is if it? this was coded in JavaScript, I'd be, hmm, I'd be <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a thing to keep an eye on for now. I doubt it'll be anything anytime soon, honestly. But One of the users here has a, uh, has a ridiculous signature. What is it? Uh, on the kitty thread. It's it's like microwaves affecting the brain. What? What are you talking about? They, uh, yeah. Let, let go, to, go to... This is turning into an EOF cast now. Uh, go to the kitty headline page on uh, GBA temp, right? Yeah. Posted by Pranz. Scroll down. Like the second post, this user has this really... Uh, 
Oh yeah. Manifesto like image. Uh I'd love to remove it, but I can't I can't find the button because stupid Costello updated the website and now it's so much harder to remove those signatures from users. Like it used to be you could just press one button and just remove a signature instantly and it automatically sends like the PM. Your signature has been removed for one of the following reasons. But now you can't do that because stupid Costello. He's too stupid. That's what's going on. He can't he can't <laughs> code anymore. He's like, oh, I forgot how to implement the Zenforo thing. Shut up. Fuck you. Dumbass line furry. Nah, I'm kidding. He's my bro. Um just wanna just wanna as a doctor um debunk this. That's not yeah. how this is not how radiation works. The the radiation that comes out of uh, cell phones, gaming consoles, and Xbox 360 controllers, which are shown here, uh, they are not ionizing, which means that they don't affect the molecular structure, uh, the atomic, the atomic uh, charge of elements. They don't affect anything. In your body they can't they're not powerful enough and they're not of a high enough frequency to do that um so this is just bullshit like okay this graph of absorption of the brain according to age of microwave cell phones okay so the thing about microwaves is right is that they're not ionizing radiation but still it's powerful enough to change like uh the uh the temperature of something they it, it can like increase the heat things by because these microwaves they're big enough and powerful enough to change the positions of uh, water molecules because you know Stephen, that water molecules are consisted of a oxygen atom and two small like hydrogen atoms that are beneath it right right and so microwaves, uh, since like the hydrogen atoms are positively charged and the, the oxygen, the big oxygen atom is negatively charged, they're automatically aligned so that like a magnet, basically, uh, the atom, the molecule is aligned like, let's say the oxygen atom is up and the two small hydrogen molecules are like on the bottom, like, and so... What a microwave does, basically, it irradiates this big wave that's like 15 centimeters big, right? And it's like a sine wave. And the microwave uh, transmitter just rotates, goes up, down, up, down. And with that rotation, the, the, the water molecules in the food, right? Let's say you have a standard microwave. They're moving up and down too, which creates friction, which creates heat. That's how microwaves work. So uh, what you're seeing here in these images is just heat being produced from talking on a phone for long periods of time, which isn't like that bad. It's just heat. Um, like it's if you radiation. go. 
it, it's just heat irradiated from your phone. It's just like the sun irradiates heat through infrared radiation. If you go out outside, the sun is like a billion times more powerful than your cell phone. So should you be afraid of that? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Just want so far off topic. I don't even know what to do with that. I'm just, I'm just fucking angry from these bullshit like conspiracy theories. I'm sorry. Like it's That's made fair. to confuse people who know fucking nothing about science, like uneducated people. It's made to look like it means something, but actually it doesn't. It's just bullshit. Like yeah. a lot of conspiracy theories. Have you heard about this conspiracy theory that? That Sega's taking all the Sonic games off the Xbox 360 marketplace because I believe that was recently disproven with uh, somebody found Sonic 06 on the XBLA marketplace just the other day. Now, according to the conspiracy, this was removed back in 2010, but clearly that's been proven wrong because it's suddenly, well, it didn't suddenly reappear. It had always been there, definitely. You can finally buy it for four ninety nine USD. Yeah, it's also not backwards compatible with the Xbox One or Xbox Series S. So it's really weird that they went out of their way to put it back on the store all of a sudden, twenty two or sorry, twelve years after it came out, and or after they delisted it, and sixteen after it came out. <laughs> I just wanted to use my boo sound effect, but I lost it again. I can't find. Nah. It's not in the. It's not even loaded in the soundboard. What the f***? It's not cool. Not cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's very weird. I wonder if at Microsoft's big like showcase they have coming up at, in the middle of June, if they're going to announce a bunch more backwards compatible titles and Sonic 06 will be on it. No, it won't. It could be. It could get mm. Series X enhancements. They'll get rid of all the loading times that were a big problem. Have... They'll make it look super nice. No. Yes, they could. They could, but they won't because <laughs> Sonic 06 is like, have you ever had that that brother with an extra chromosome that your family <laughs> just tries to not talk about at the family dinner? You you don't have that? Kind of? No, I don't have that. <laughs> it's it's the same thing. It. Yeah. It's really it. It's not it, like, yeah. It sounds pretty terrible. <laughs> I think it the most is. interesting thing about it is that apparently back in 2010, Sega delisted a lot of digital Sonic games like Sonic 4 and uh, I don't know, a couple other ones from around that time, maybe Sonic Unleashed, saying that uh, they were removing average Sonic games from digital platforms because they thought they were devaluing the brand. <laughs> like, I guess they thought basically people would go onto XBLA Marketplace and see so many Sonic games and so many of them would be shit that they would this, not that's value the Sonic brand. Actually, legitimately not a bad idea. From it a isn't. Point of the, no, the only I'm, issue is that Sega continues to release mediocre Sonic games. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's just funny that like only four years after that game came out, they had to delist it because, and they publicly came out and were like, "Yeah, there's too many shitty Sonic games out there. It makes us look bad." <laughs> Honestly, I completely forgot about Sonic Four. Like when you said Sonic Four, I was like, "What?" What is he yeah. talking about? It was episodic. Well, I don't think they ever finished it. They did the first two episodes, I think. What a weird period of gaming that was. It came out for mobile phones as well. Yeah, like real early in mobile gaming. Like, yeah, it was. It was probably released for like iPod touches and shit. I think. 
Oh my god, yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, yeah that was weird. It's, I remember trying to play it. It was not very good. <laughs> it wasn't, but the thing is, they released Sonic Mania, and everybody forgot about that piece of crap. Yeah. I honestly thought that you were going insane when you said Sonic 4. I'm like, don't there's, there's no Sonic 4. There's Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles. <laughs> and Sonic Mania. There's a, Then it clicked. Yeah, they actually did do that. So Sega was actually kind of kind of successful. There's a ton of like Sonic games that I didn't know existed. There's like Sonic and the Dark Knight. I remember that one. And then Sonic and the Secret Rings or something. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Completely. It was a Sonic Generation sequel that was terrible. Was there? Yeah. I didn't know about that one. I th- I might be wrong. I might it might have been Sonic Forces. Sonic Maybe you're thinking Force. of Forces. I think Forces did a similar thing where it had 2D and 3D stages. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think Sonic Forces is like supposed to be the Generations remake because it contains the two Sonics. Yeah. And it had this stupid gimmick where you can create your own like character. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's like it had a very serious edgy storyline. Like the box art for Sonic Forces, it's just it's it's borderline deviant art art because it's it awful. contains like you got Sonic, you got Knuckles, you got Shadow the Hedgehog, of course, and then you have this OC do not steal character. Which <laughs> is supposed to be like the the playable character thing that you create. It's, it's so funny. It's pretty bad. I remember playing that game too, and um, it starts off in Knuckles in the opening cutscenes. They're like, we got to get Sonic back. He was kidnapped and has been tortured by Dr. Eggman for the last Jesus. six months. <laughs> and I was like, and then it cuts to Sonic and he's like chained up in a dungeon with Dr. Eggman, but he's like cracking jokes. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> Very tonally confused game. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. Like what they do with this franchise. It shouldn't be that hard. Sonic Mania no. proved it's not that hard. <laughs> I I just hope that the new Sonic, the Sonic Rangers game, what's it called? The Sonic Frontiers. Uh, so, that sounds right. Sonic Frontiers, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the, the the Breath of the Wild clone. I hope it's good just for for because uh, Sega. It's not a, Sega isn't a bad company, Se- right? Sega no. doesn't do like Konami level shit. They don't do like NFTs like Square Enix. Sega, they're just they're good people. I'm sure that they just have like they're just struggling with Sonic specifically. Yeah, the, like uh, how so- how Sega treats its fans, its fan developers, just a completely different way as compared to like Nintendo, right? Yeah, Nintendo DMCA's everything they see that contains their IP, but Sonic's like, hey, you guys, we love this. How about you make a game for us? Yeah, like what they did with Sonic Mania. Well, even beyond that, they'll just they hold uh, events for people to come make games, don't they? Like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Honestly, I wish the best for Sega. Yeah, I wish they had the talent to make good games <laughs> and not just good business practices. <laughs> they probably do. They probably do. You know, it's it's like well, like yeah, those- like Yakuza is still good. Like, there's still good Sega franchises. It's just Sonic that's struggling. I thought you were going to say, like, the real-life Yakuza. <laughs> the Yakuza oh, are doing well. 
the Yakuza are good people too. You know, they just have different means of achieving their goals. That's all. The Yakuza are good. They're not doing NFTs like Square Enix or like Pachinko machines. The Yakuza are fine. Kind of right about that. I'd rather go. I'd rather meet up with Yakuza members than uh, Square Enix developers. Yeah, They're not developers, but the business people. You know what I mean. Yes, I know. I need to look at the topic list because I forgot about anything. Uh, we kind of f- up with the the timeline. Uh, yeah, we went a little out of order. Oh man, we were talking about PlayStation emulation earlier. Isn't it crazy that they're making PS5 emulators nowadays, but the PS1 emulation on PS Plus isn't even that good? Yeah. How's that? Take it's, it away. <laughs> it just proves it proves my previous point that only stupid people do this i i don't want to insult anyone i don't <laughs> wait only stupid people do what <laughs> only stupid people pay for emulation <laughs> didn't you just be able to tell people to pay for drastic no like that's community based oh okay so this is different like pay for the quote-unquote official version of Emulations. emulation I yeah. think it's stupid. Like, you don't have to pay a fucking monthly fee for Drastic. Drastic costs less than a fraction of the monthly fee for PlayStation Plus. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to get more details. Do you want to... Uh, I think you know a little bit more about it, or you can talk about it better than I do, what's going on with the uh, PS Plus emulation. Okay. So, basically, Digital Foundry, which is an amazing channel. You should all subscribe to it uh, on YouTube, along with the GBA Temp official YouTube channel. <laughs> is they released a video which is 20 something minutes long that I couldn't find time to watch but it basically details all the wrongdoings all the ways that Sony has fucked up with its uh PlayStation 1 emulation in particular um the fact is all of the first party PlayStation 1 games are PAL which means they're running at 50 hertz but they're not actually running on 50 hertz because not every, like not f- 50 frames per second, it's changed to 60. But the frame times are all fucked up because these games are actually coded to 50 hertz. So, like you have in Ape Escape, for example, the game is running at 30 frames per second, right? Yeah, it's not actually supposed to. It's supposed to run at 25 since this is the PAL version. But since it's running at 30, there's like really bad frame timing and you can actually feel it while playing the game. Like it's like almost a subconscious thing you're playing and it's something feels wrong. Like, ah, this is this isn't smooth, even though the frame counter is showing 30. It's not doesn't play that well something's wrong it's because the frame timing is off it's just completely off and there's a couple of more issues like some of the upscaling isn't that good from what i read basically if you want more information on this don't listen to the tempcast please (laughs) uh go check out the digital foundry video or read the Eurogamer article or the gba temp article it's also pretty good i just i just can't find time for anything anymore it's also point worth pointing out like you said a lot of these uh games are the pal version and people might think that if they live in america or another ntsc region you'll get the 
proper version with a better frame rate. But so it's only launched in Asia right now, so we don't know what'll happen exactly. But there are markets where it's launched right now that usually get NTSC versions. Uh, but they got the PAL version on this service, so there's no reason to think that it won't happen in North America too. Plus, the PlayStation Classic that released a few years ago, even yeah. the American one had the PAL versions. So it's it's like okay, we have two versions of this game. One of them is good. One of them is shit. Which one should one. I use? <laughs> yeah. It's it's dumbfounding how Sony was able to screw up PlayStation 1 emulation not once, but twice. Hmm, that's This is what I'm saying. Literally every other community solution to this issue is better. So it is also worth pointing out it's it looks like the f- it's all the first party ones that are running at 50 hertz. Third party games are using the good version of 60 yeah. hertz. So it's just yeah. Sony's own games, which you think would be the worst ones, <laughs> or sorry, what you think would be the best ones that are running shitty. But it's also so far only the Sony ones that are getting the other upgrades like trophies and rewind functions and save states and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, just what I'm saying. Like, why 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 pay for this i don't i don't get it there's just buy the games and emulate them yeah if you want to support the devs yeah a couple other little details have come out like um the ps3 versions when you stream them there's no way to access dlc like even if you own oh, the DLC, yeah. you see so you can't get it on streaming. So I know there are games like uh, Azura's Wrath. Where I was about to say, yeah. I think like the story finishes in a DLC, so there's no way to get the complete story. <laughs> that was so um, stupid. I remember the Angry Joe review for that game. Yeah. Being basically, hey, this game is so awesome, so cool, but it's like literally not finished. You have to pay to finish it. That's insane. Really. This was back in the day where uh, DLC was the biggest enemy of gaming, but now it's it's NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> when this was announced, they said that it would have about seven hundred titles on the uh, on the service, um, and what's available now in Asia is a little over two hundred. So mm-hmm. I think they said they would hit that seven hundred target in the launch frame window or the launch time window or whatever. I don't. So who knows exactly what they consider that to be, and it looks like more games are being added, but it is weird that, I mean, it'll be out in every region within a month, and to be that short of (laughs) the target number that they gave is a little odd. If you want to know how to emulate old PlayStation games well, the PCSX2 emulator got another big update recently. Uh, I just wanted to to find the compatibility list for one of the biggest uh, PlayStation 1 emulators, which is EPSXE. And I, um, they don't have like one of those nice graphs like the PCSX2 emulator that has, oh, this 60% are playable, 30% are perfect, (laughs) 2% are unplayable, something like that. So... I'm just I just looking at it basically a paste bin where some guy <laughs> t- tested every single game and everything says it works perfectly. Oh really? And this is more than 700 titles. This is And it's free more. I imagine. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. So I don't 
I'm just so confused why anybody would pay money for like a subpar experience. I'd imagine, I, I'd understand if Sony like put more effort into this and really they like added like even the trophies, that's a step in the right direction. Like update these games at least somewhat in order to make the experience better. But instead you're just getting an inferior experience for a higher price. And that's just something that boggles my mind. I just don't understand why people would do that. Yeah, um, it's just like, yeah. If you were paying to get the same experience as a free emulator, it'd be one thing. But yeah, like you said, to pay for something that's this crappy is <laughs> ugh, not great. Speaking of great emulators, PC SX2 just got a new update. Uh, it now uses the QT framework instead of the ugly <laughs> framework WX. Uh, that is actually basically what it is. So it has a brand new UI update that makes it look a lot nicer and more user friendly. It feels like an easier, less intimidating program to use now. Uh it adds in per game configurations, which we talked about a little while ago on the podcast, but basically for games that need specific tweaks to run better or, yeah. you know, whatever, um, it'll, you can now set the game to do certain things and uh, it'll also auto download those settings and apply them for you, which is pretty cool. Um, that's, a, that's actually really good. Yeah. Which, uh, like I said, that was something we talked about a little while ago. And uh, the other cool thing that this one does is it uh, has a auto-updater in it. So the way that downloading the new uh, per-game settings worked was you had to download the new nightly build and anything in their game database would be updated in there. Mm -hmm. And that was a big pain before because you'd basically have to download and install a brand new version of the emulator every time. Now there's just a sub-menu where you hit update and it'll check for an update and... If there's anything there, it'll download it, and then you're on the newest version, which is very yeah. cool. That's super handy. And you can either ask it to check for stable builds or nightly builds. And I mean, stable builds, I don't think there's been one in four or five years. But if you're just going off the nightly builds, it's pretty pretty cool. It's pretty helpful, especially since you know two or three of those might come out a day. I mean, Steven, let's be honest. Why would I need EPC SX2? If I could just pay Sony $20 a month to play PlayStation 2 games in 50 you know frames per second on my PlayStation 5. You know what's really bad is that Sony didn't even put any PS2 games on the new PS Plus. It's only the remastered versions for PS4 that have been out for five or six or seven years. <laughs> yeah. Like, they put up no PS2 games that have ever been available or technically they only put up the ps4 versions like it's bad <laughs> it's really awful so yeah if you are considering subscribing to the new ps plus don't just get pcsx2 get epsxe whatever it is and i don't know maybe maybe get it if you want to stream ps3 games i guess i don't want to i want to see how good uh they fixed up metal gear solid 3 because last time I played it, it was good, but it wasn't perfect. There were a couple yeah. of like effects that didn't work, like the mist didn't work properly. Some of the menu wasn't properly rendered. It didn't have like some of the effects the original had. You could only achieve that through software rendering, which is locked to like the standard PS2 resolution. 
gotcha. uh, which is pretty much like perfect emulation. But I I like to play my games with hardware rendering, which means I uh, get 4K high resolution textures, upscaling, anti-aliasing, whatnot. Yeah, I like games playing games like that. But and it wasn't perfect with Metal Gear Solid Three. So I'm wondering if they fixed that up. Because it was it was completely playable, like completely it blew my mind. Because just a couple of years prior to that, I tried to play Metal Gear Solid Three, and it was terrible. It was bad experience. Yeah, it feels like it's going pretty quickly now. All the uh, this PCSX two has been putting out a lot of updates recently. Like I said, I mean, we've already had two big ones this year with the uh, what are they called the uh, texture packs, the HD texture pack support, and then the yeah. per game configuration, and now this. It's soon, it's very soon going to turn into a point where it's better to play like the PlayStation 2 version of a game on your PC rather than the uh, PC port, the official PC port. Yeah, you're probably right because that was back in the day when a lot of PC ports weren't as good. <laughs> yeah, Not that they're all perfect nowadays, but. Yeah, it's going to be better to play like the uh, the GTA games. Well, not the GTA games because those have like a very big modding community behind them on pc uh probably something else like the tony hawk games probably i played uh i played american wasteland that's the only tony hawk game that i've ever played and i loved it really such a fun game tony hawk's american wasteland and i uh some time ago i downloaded it i mean i bought it (laughs) for the playstation 2 and i played it through epcx too and it was such a better experience compared to the pc port it was just miles better really yeah i don't know how like to explain it other than the feel of the game was better well you probably didn't have to play with a mouse and keyboard (laughs) oh yeah that's definitely another factor yeah definitely i'm sure that helps on a game like this that was that was a stupid game in terms of its pc controls like you had to use the numpad oh really Oh, how, imagine controlling a skateboard with a numpad, Steven. Just imagine that. It doesn't sound it's as It's as bad as you would imagine. <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it doesn't it sound is. fun. You know what doesn't sound fun? What? Being in a helicopter with Bart Simpson in Simpsons <laughs> Copter. Imagine he throws you off board. Says, I caramba. Look at Scarface. What is this? Are you confusing this with Simcopter? <laughs> Wait, isn't that isn't that the the same thing? What? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so stupid. I should kill myself. <laughs> so Chari posted this article about Simcopter 64, and fun fact, uh, Chari wasn't allowed to post this uh, this on the site for at least 90 minutes. she wasn't allowed by the authorities true story and at that time uh 19 other sites were able to post it ahead of us (laughs) jesus it's it's very sad what's going on in our world right now where people can't even post you know things without repercussions without being stopped i know and then some other site got shut down because they thought he they, he was going to post the SimCopter news, but it turned out it was of an official SimCity game that came out on the N64. He was just posting a, a Let's Play he did. 
It's tragic what happened to that website. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's a fun deep cut that you made that literally nobody would understand other than us two because only we were present in the pre-show. But I still appreciate it. I think Other people our, might I, have heard about the Toronto news. Toronto is not totally unknown. Is that where they found the Simcopter 64? It is actually, yeah. All right, so can you tell me about the Simcopter 64? I don't know much about this. So there was this game showed at E3 1997. It was supposed to be like a helicopter game called Simcopter 64, but it never came out. And it was just basically this thing that, hey, remember Simcopter 64? No. You sure? I remember it being shown on E3. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess I did see that. Yeah. Whatever happened to that game? I don't know. I don't know. Just this, like this mysterious aura. Like, what is this game? Why, why, why did it never came out? Turns out somebody found a cart with this game, like a development cart, because you can see it doesn't have, it's not even pre-production because it doesn't have like anything to it. It's just a sticker with a, with a number on it. Yeah. And uh, supposedly a video was posted somewhere as well on the internet, but it got quickly deleted, which is yeah. weird. Hmm. I wonder who's the developer for this. Who was supposed to develop this? Let's let's actually do some research on the Tempcast for ones. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Also, yeah, so the guy with this cartridge, he says he's looking to get a, a duplicate made just to help preserve it. But he does say he plans to dump the cart and presumably release it online. I don't know that he's ever said that. But uh, he is going to dump it. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. It's cool to see a... Uh, Last game like this get preserved, kind of like the Duke Nukem thing from a few weeks ago. Okay, so it turns out I was talking out of my ass. Simcopter actually released for the PC, and uh, it was by Maxis. But not Simcopter 64. No, Simcopter 64 was supposed to be a port to the Nintendo 64. Uh, it's sure. actually legitimately in the same vein of uh, like SimCity sims it's yeah. literally from the same company right uh, it's actually a major like title it's like a triple a thing <laughs> it's, i'm it's so bad at my job I'm so <laughs> terrible. like it's a, it's a real game for the pc you oh, can okay. actually legitimately like, control a helicopter and what what's interesting is that like the footage like the only available footage right now on the internet is the uh the E3 1997 footage. Yeah. Uh, that game on the 64 is so much more colorful than the official PC release. Really? Like, yeah, I'm looking at screenshots of Simcopter for the PC, and it looks like a Fallout game. It looks <laughs> like down to the UI being this skeutomorphic, you know, just image layer. Yeah. With some text, it legitimately looks like Fallout Two or something. Weird. Yeah, it will, and everything's so gray, so brown. It's like Call of Duty before Call of Duty. Uh, very weird. I think I just heard a rocket fly by my house. I don't really. No, no, it's a car. Sorry, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. Anyways, if you ever wanna 
place SimCopter on your 64. Just wait for, for this to be dumped somewhere. It's probably going to be on the Internet Archive. Uh, this was found by user A707 North Bayer. Let me just check his Reddit account to make sure he's not a pedophile. <laughs> Actually happens sometimes. No, he seems so this, to be... Do people post about that on Reddit? I guess some there used to does. There used to be like subreddits called like r slash jailbait. Oh, and that's uh, true, yeah. Even before that, I think... I think before that, Reddit was like a really free speech oriented website uh, yeah. in terms of like the fact that anything was allowed, right? Just like GBA temp is now that's right. You can create your own community <laughs> on GBA temp. We're better than Reddit. We don't care. You can create a community about anything. About jailbait. I don't think that is allowed, but it sounds like we're not filling that gap in the market that was created by by Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's the kind of stuff that even 4chan doesn't allow anymore. <laughs> like that's even for 4chan. That's like okay, no, 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 because jailbait isn't like full on. You know what? Yeah, but it, it's kind of on the edge. It's still su super creepy. They're all or there were also these subreddits where. They were counting down to specific actresses, like 18th birthday, like with uh, <laughs> Chloe Grace Mortez and uh, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, just waiting for like, oh, it's good. I can't wait. It's only 30 days away, bros. I can't wait. Like Billie awful. Eilish was another one. It was terrible. <laughs> terrific. Okay. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I have to, I have to turn this, turn off this recording because right now there's like a serious thunderstorm going out outside, and my power can go out any minute now. So I need oh, to stop recording as fast as I can. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, be sure to the Apple Podcast, uh, GBAtemp.net. Check out GBAtemp.net. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Any final words, Stephen? No, bye. <laughs> <laughs>